Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Roma Piotrowska and this is Karolina Krupczyńska. And we, we are here today in her home talking about relationships between artists and curators and how to work together. Hi, Karolina. Hi, Roma. <laughs> so, thanks for having me in your home. Um, it's my first po- podcast, so... Bear, bear with me. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to be your guest and the first one. Great, yes, thanks. Actually, the idea for this podcast again came from um, Contemporary Links, which is a magazine based between London and Warsaw. And they've asked me to ask a few art professionals to talk about relationships with between artists and curators. Mm-hmm and um, how to work together. So I thought it would be really nice to hear your thoughts about it, especially that you are quite experienced gallery, you run a gallery here in Birmingham. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about your role and the space itself? Yeah, Uh, so Strix is um, an artist-run space opened in 2012. Uh, is run by arts practitioners. Um, it's a space um, where emerging artists can uh, show their work, and um, it's a it's a it's a platform for for them to show their work in Birmingham, and um, it often allows them uh, to enter uh, the uh, artistic world. Of Birmingham when they first moved to Birmingham or when they finish university for example. Uh, we run a busy program of events. Uh, we usually open uh, exhibitions uh, every month on Digba First Friday uh, in, in conjunction with um, all the other galleries um, in Digbeth. Um, yeah. And um, if you hear any noises, that's the noise of Coco. Shall we show her to the to the camera? Coco, come on. Well, you you've got quite a, a good experience of working with artists. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think the relationship between artist and curator should be, or like what is an ideal kind of relationship? What is it based on? For me, um, the relationship between the artist and curator should be a very natural um, collaboration almost uh, and I don't think curators should be uh, like the sole force of uh, in like working on the exhibition nor the artist should be um, having the only say in how the work is produced or shown um, I think if if the artists and curators join their, their power when they're working on an exhibition or an event, they should be using one another and uh, drawing from experiences that they have uh, and um, knowledge that they have. Because obviously the artist would have, uh, if, if, if the artist is showing, showing their work um, obviously they have a really in-depth knowledge of why the work was created what context it should be shown in but then the curator learning about the work may have uh, other um, ideas of uh, how 
to complement the work, how to show the work, to uh, to show the context in a um, way that the audience will be able to understand it or maybe, uh, well, have new ideas that will bring to the table. So I think it should be uh, a, a symbiosis, uh, a symbiotic relationship. So like a mutual dialogue yeah. between curator yeah. and artist. Yeah. So you run a gallery, it's mm -hmm. an artist-run space, yeah. but very often do you take the role of a curator? Sometimes. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I help artists, I don't see myself as a curator as such because I don't have the uh, the, the contextual knowledge perhaps, uh, uh, but I often help uh, artists with um, producing their exhibitions and installing the work in space and looking at the work and how it works best in the, in the given um, space that they're going to exhibit it in, uh, in the gallery. Uh, I, I see myself more as a, um, as a person who would be able to look at it from a different perspective. Um, and, and because I know the gallery and I know the space very well, I often know what's going to work best in in a particular light or at a particular time or at a particular time of the year um, so i'm there to help them uh, to guide them through the space uh, to discuss the work to discuss what they want from the show because mm. uh, they might want something specific they might want to take something out of the work that hasn't been perhaps displayed um, somewhere else, like we had, um, for example, Halina Dominska on the the exhibition that you actually curated uh, at Strix uh, with Rob Ham. Uh, I didn't curate today. Oh, you did. I did. I did the talk. So. Oh yes, you mm -hmm. did, yeah, you you, you also did the talk. Sorry. available on my channel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Halina shown her work um, in a different place before. Mm -hmm. uh, and when working at Strix, she, want, she wanted to take specific parts of the work and change them uh, and show them in a different way. Uh, so we were able to work together to make sure that this has happened. Mm -hmm. um, so when you, for example, work with an artist, do you uh, choose where each artwork is going to mm -hmm. be um, exhibited, the location, or is it something that artists usually decide, or is it a mutual dialogue? I think group shows are different. Uh, recently we've been working with um, duos mainly, and it's, it's, uh, it's a different dynamics than when you have a, a smaller group of people to work with. If, you have, if we're working with a group show, uh, we usually, we are strict, so Anna, uh, Katarzyna Domeko and myself who run the gallery, we would usually take over and decide where the works go. Uh, I think it would, it's very difficult for people to work in a big group and make uh, cohesive decisions without uh, having some sort of um, dis disagreement about what they want and what they want to do and how, how they want, obviously, spaces. Uh, and environments have their limitations and so you can be a bit more objective yeah. because you are not artists taking yeah. part in the show yourself yeah. yeah i think i think it helps for if with the group shows i think uh, especially with emerging artists i've noticed that it helps them to understand how their work could be displayed sometimes they might be showing their work in a one specific way 
and uh, looking at it from a different perspective uh, can be very helpful for them to then push their work a little bit further. Um, I think when you're working with solo shows or duo shows uh, it's slightly different because um, the discussion, the, 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 the debate about how the work is displayed uh, is easier because there is less people and less demands and uh, less expectations of us and the space. Um, Coco! Sorry guys. Um, Have you shown her yet? No. Come on. Maybe she'll settle. Um, so, what was the question again? I forgot. Well, I think that leads uh, us to the next question mm -hmm. about compromise. Okay. So, how often do you have to find the compromise? Uh, you you always have to compromise. I think you always uh, every single work. Uh, that you do that involves another person apart from yourself would I think involve compromise uh, Could you give us an example? Uh, a specific example, let me think about it. Um, I don't know, uh, does it have to be an example of an exhibition or, or an artistic work in general or relationships between yeah. people? So for example, um, Anna and I work together very closely on uh, managing the programme and managing exhibitions and we are often uh, discussing some things and have different opinions on uh, perhaps who to invite to show in the gallery or why we inviting them or what work to select uh, and we have to uh, go through the motions through the process sit down discuss and we we always come to uh, um, a common consensus in the end uh, but it, it's 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 a process it's always a, um, it's always involving a lot of work and patience. So at the moment you are you run uh, strips with Anya Krasia yes. Domeko. In the past I know it was a bigger group of people. Yeah. So I suppose when you make those decisions about the program that that can be quite challenging about yes. yeah to agree who to show yeah. or or who to reje reject. Yeah, and also uh, what you do with the programme because uh, people have different interests in their curatorial or non-curatorial uh, selection of uh, what the programme involves. So uh, some people may be interested in curating specific types of exhibition or work, uh, exhibitions or working with specific types of artists. I'm, I'm more interested in collaborating and process of uh, producing work, uh, so uh, having residencies and actually working with people, seeing uh, people develop in their practice, that's something that interests me. That doesn't uh, have to end within with uh, uh, an exhibition, exhibition as such. So um, I think the ideas of actually running the program and what you show uh, can be quite difficult, yeah. Especially when you have uh, a lot of people involved. We started Strix as eight, um then for a long time for four years or five years we we ran it as four uh over the last couple of years almost three years it's been two of us so first it was uh ali grimes uh and then when ali left um anna joined me at strix uh so uh 
I think two, two or three, three people for me is the best to work with. I think compromise, I think it, it's very important and it teaches you uh, as a person, as an artist, as a curator, it teaches you um, uh, to listen, uh, it teaches you to be open-minded, uh, working with other people um, allow you to develop um, and grow. Uh, and I wouldn't be able to work in any other way. So I really get a lot of energy and um, a lot of satisfaction uh, from working with people and having the dialogue and discussion and uh, and having the debates and having the disagreements that come with mm. uh, working with with others. Uh, I think it's I think it's challenging, but it's also uh, really great. Uh, for the individual artists or curators or any other professionals uh, that um, are involved in in the creative process. Uh, the question. How do you find artists that you work with? Okay, so uh, Strix, uh, Strix's uh, programming uh, process is it's very natural. So we work with a lot of people, we meet a lot of people, we talk to a lot of people, uh, and through those. Um, developing relationships uh, we're finding we're learning we're finding out about people's practices um, and then we invite them if we like them and uh, because we are a self-funded uh, space we don't have um, anyone above us to tell us that we have to tick particular boxes we have to do particular things if we enjoy somebody's work if we enjoy uh, someone as a person and we would like to work with them uh, we invite them to work with us so is it always invitation uh, very rarely people well people approach us all the time uh, but very rarely we have people that we don't already have a relationship with that show at Strix. It doesn't mean that you cannot uh, put a proposal, but I think we, if we like your proposal, I think we would first still develop a relationship with you and uh, get to know you as a person, get to know your practice a little bit better uh, before we actually invite you to uh, work with us and show with us. So in that case, you very rarely work with people who are outside of the local area or or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, actually yes. For uh, or if people uh, were invited uh, who who don't live in the local area, because we had exhibitions by international artists and we had exhibitions by artists who are uh, from outside of the West Midlands, we would still have a relationship with them somehow. So it would be either through uh, working with already someone who then know that person and would introduce us uh, and then we would start that dialogue and we would start talking about uh, what can be done and uh, how can we work together. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to end up in an exhibition. Um, and so yeah, we we had a pro we had we ran a program of residencies and we uh, have been working on developing residency that um, reaches outside of the uh, our immediate region of West Midlands. Uh, this project had to be postponed because of uh, uh, lack of funding, but we are still working on it and hopefully it will come to fruition um, maybe in 2019. Um, 
those people that we selected to work with us we we, we have contacted uh, we have discussed the the project so it wasn't it wasn't uh, also an immediate process so what would be your advice for emerging artists if they want to uh, show work in a gallery what should they do they should come and talk to us uh, or to other spaces uh, around uh, i think they should really uh, show their faces and ask questions and uh, talk to people get to know each other um, networking i think it's really important i i can't stress uh, enough i think how how important it is and i know that all the art students are uh, being told at university go and mingle and talk to people and network and I think it's sometimes it it can be a forced uh, interaction and not everyone likes doing that but I think it's really important and I think especially uh, spaces like Strix, uh, artist-run spaces are usually quite friendly and open and you can just come and have a drink and uh, you know talk to someone, not necessarily us, you can talk to other artists. Um, Digba First Fridays especially are a really good uh, socialising opportunity and they are very, very relaxed. Um, so yeah, I would say get in touch. Uh, we get a lot of emails from people, uh, from students as well. We um, invite students to uh, work with us as volunteers. We have students on placements as well, so we develop relationships in that way uh, with uh, with emerging artists and, and, and creatives that are interested in potentially showing their work or um, working with us. Perhaps get in a studio space would be a good idea mm. as well because, yeah. uh, we currently have 10 studio spaces at Strix with 10 artists reside artists residing um, and working uh, at the space um, all the time and uh, they have a benefit of working uh, within the gallery because um, whenever we are not programmed to show uh, exhibitions that um, are sh shown by Strix uh, they have a free use of the gallery space and they can put their own exhibitions uh, up as well that uh, we help them uh, to promote. Uh, if they need help with uh, curation or installation, uh, they also um, are able to talk to us about that. So uh, having a studio space and being in the community, that helps as well. Mm -hmm. What do you think what is necessary for a successful project? I know it's a big question, but... Yeah. Um, I think you you need to have a lot of resilience uh, mm. as a person. I think you need to be really, really... Especially within our art industry, uh, you need to make sure that you have enough power to push it through. Because sometimes it will be hard. Sometimes uh, you'll have to work long hours for uh, for no money uh, especially at the beginning um, which isn't fair but that's the world that we live in uh, hopefully it will change one day um, so you're saying resilience what does it mean what, what would be the components of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so you need to be prepared to, to put a lot of work into your project. You need to make sure that you uh, have uh, enough um, willpower and energy to actually see it through. Uh, it usually takes a lot longer than you think to uh, uh, 
produce a project and then carry it out and and then eventually close it down um being resilient not 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 getting frustrated or oh, maybe getting frustrated everyone gets frustrated but not getting uh personally drained by uh things that don't work because there will be things that won't work and there will be ups and downs in all your projects make sure that you listen if you're working with someone listen to them make sure that you communicate your frustrations as well because if you don't like something or something doesn't work uh, for you in the project make sure that you communicate that uh, to people that work with you because they might not know about it so i think that's really important communication but what about funding because your mm -hmm. space is an artist run space you said that you don't really have any boss on top of you. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage to maintain yourselves and realize projects? You need money to produce projects, mm -hmm. so could you tell me a bit more about that? Uh, I think we are extremely lucky that we are healthy and like what we're doing. I think otherwise it would be very, very hard. Um, we've been running Strix now for six years uh, without getting paid or if you actually counted per month how you if we if we got paid it would be probably like a pound per month which is ridiculous but because we love it and we um we do it um i think until now until last year we were doing it more as a as a hobby uh, that kind of turned into something uh, of a really good quality that we felt that should um perhaps have an influx of money from elsewhere and not only um, studio spaces and our personal money or working for free and obviously artists working for free. I think that's why as well programming for us is very, it's a natural process because we often can't pay people. Uh, so you can't just go to someone and say, hi, I run a gallery, can I can I have your work, please, uh, for nothing. Uh, people expect, and quite um, rightly, to be paid for their work. And quite quite often we can't do it. We, we run a bar uh, on our openings, so the income from the bar usually goes uh, towards um, uh, paying artists as much as we can and uh, renovating the space whenever it needs to be painted or... Uh, cleaned or fixed or whatever else. Um, apart from that, the, the studio rental uh, income pays for running the space, pays for the bills, pays for the the rent of, uh, of the space itself. There's not much left at the end of the man month in Strix bank account. Uh, we recently, last, last year we have been funded from the Arts Council and that was first um, Arts Council um, grant that Strix has received and working on the funded project uh, I must say is a lot more it's easier uh, it's easier to manage because you can actually when you're paying people for certain jobs you expect them uh, you can expect them to be done to a certain standard you don't you don't have to chase so managing the project uh, time-wise is also a lot easier because you expect people to produce the work in the time scale that you have given them paying artists for producing work is really satisfying for me uh, seeing people uh, 
be, being able for for example that particular project we had an artist who was working two jobs as a bartender and she was able to quit those jobs and just focus and work in the studio and produce new work and that was a, a, a huge thing for her and it was obviously a huge thing for us as well uh, it motivates uh, you know we can say that oh we love making art and all all that and we do uh, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing it uh, but getting paid obviously it's great it it you know it gives that um, another layer of uh, motivation and perhaps uh, and uh, when you need to work till like one two o'clock in the morning and you're drinking that fifth coffee uh, you think okay you know it will be worth it in the end not only uh, create creatively and uh, uh, the outcomes that you achieve but also you have some money in your pocket you might be able to go on holiday at the end of your project so I think we're all human we all need all of those things so but you have definitely proven that you can make a project without much money yeah yeah, yeah you definitely can yeah. and you can make a high quality project without much money as well uh, you just really need to be dedicated to it you need to be passionate about what you're doing because it will be a lot a lot harder to if you had um, uh, some money in your pocket that you would be able to pay people uh, for the odd jobs that you that you want them to do. Um, how about promotion? Mm -hmm. How important it is and what is the best Extremely, kind of promotion. promotion is extremely important, especially for smaller places. I think for people to get to know you, to want to come to your space, uh, if you're not part of, we are extremely lucky being in the community of spaces where people uh, and, and having the first Friday, uh, this social event that brings people in, and not necessarily people that would come to to a gallery. Some people come uh, to have something to eat, to have a drink. Uh, they come because their friends go to a gig. Uh, so um, that really improves uh, the amount, the, the 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 number of people that uh, would know about your space. Um, in if you exist in a community, it would be much greater than if you're a a singular. A small artist-run space somewhere on the outskirts uh, outskirt mm -hmm. of the city. Even in the city centre, there are galleries, small artist-run spaces within city centre that um, uh, gather a uh, lesser number of people on their openings uh, just because they are uh, opening at different times that other galleries would be open or um, are a little bit further away. Uh, yes, you are part of Minerva Works. Mm -hmm which is this cluster of five galleries. So you've got Strix, yeah. uh, Grand Union, Vivid, Centrala, and... That's it. Alex and um, Kate. Okay. They, they used to be the Hopefulites and Strix, yeah, but they, they don't have the nomadic space. Okay, so, so a cluster of four galleries, yeah. and then there are a few shops as well, yes. and, and bars around that area yeah. as well. So every first Friday of... A month there is this yeah. uh, event called Digbat First Friday and this is what brings lots of people yeah. to Minerva Works yeah. and also to Strix. Yeah. Um, what are other uh, ways of promotion that you would say are the most important for you? Uh, definitely social media. 
and Which that's one? a huge thing for us. So we use Facebook and we use Instagram mainly and Twitter. Um, so all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we all use of all the of main them. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. What, I think, the, what do you think is the best? Uh, promoting events, probably Facebook and Twitter. Um, documenting and kind of showing the visuals of what you're doing. I would say Instagram. Uh, inst people on, f uh, on Instagram um, perhaps look for different things to what they would look on Facebook. On face Facebook gives you a lot of information about what the exhibition is about. and uh, But you can get lost in Facebook quite quickly. Um, Whereas Instagram is very simple, it's very visual, so if you are looking for a specific place as an artist, you can really see mm -hmm. uh, how the space looks like, how you, you can imagine how your work would look like in the space. Um, if you're a gallerist, you can, uh, uh, if you run a gallery, you can see other people's work and um, uh, probably better than, than Facebook. I think Facebook is sometimes confusing, but it's really good with prompting people about events. So uh, you can invite uh, people and, 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 you know, the amount of um, reminders that they will get about the event is, is quite uh, important, I think. Um, we also use, so Dig with First Friday is actually um, run by Eastside Projects uh, in conjunction with the Grand Union, I think. Uh, so they promote the events as well, which I think is also important because they would have a, a different uh, group of followers as well. Um, Artmap uh, in Birmingham, I think it's really important for people also who don't use social media. Uh, the, 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 the listings are created every um quarter of a year uh, and all exhibitions that are happening within the three months period uh, in all the spaces around Birmingham are, are put on the map uh, so people that are not that keen on social media are also uh, able to see what's happening and where uh, but I think social media nowadays uh, especially aiming for a, a young group of people um it's inevitable that you have to use it so what about paid promotion do you mm -hmm. ever um do you ever invest in that and if so what kind of paid promotion would it be uh, our only paid promotion that we uh, would use would be leaflets and posters probably um that we would print and then uh, have them distributed around uh, spaces uh, in the area or uh, outside of uh, the area if if the event uh, links with um, other places. Uh, we also use uh, Facebook paid uh, uh, adverts uh, as well. Uh, whether that works, I wouldn't be able to tell you because we uh, we don't do it often enough. I think um, so. Uh, I'm I'm sure it does. I'm sure it um, targets uh, the audience that you perhaps, if you want to target a specific audience, uh, perhaps it would be easier then to to pay a few pounds and and have that specific thing done for you. Um, uh, whether it's needed for us, I, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, now, controversial question: <laughs> um, Do you think it's enough to be? a talented, intelligent, full of ideas, creative artist to succeed? 
or is there anything else? What, I what think, else is needed? I think you need to be um, you need to be a a person who is willing to go out and talk to people. I don't think you can be a hermit and just be in your studio and produce the most amazing work in the world if you don't have that kind of thing in you to go out and share it with people and uh, and 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 you know um, get people interested in what you're doing because otherwise how will they know if you're producing those amazing pieces of work if you're uh, not there not talking to anyone uh, so I, I think um, it's brilliant if you're intelligent and uh, have time and you're skilled and uh, you have all of those talents to be able to produce work uh, but I think for people to know about you and for people to value your work you need you also need to have those skills to sell it so I think you need to be able to promote yourself and uh, have a little bit of um, that oomph that would uh, convince people. Could you tell me a bit an, about an example of unrealized or unsuccessful project of your choice? Mm -hmm. What and why it didn't go ahead, uh, or why it was unsuccessful? Um, I don't know whether. We had unrealized projects, but whether they were unsuccessful projects, uh, I'm not sure. They were unrealized for one for one reason or another, uh, but they're still good ideas. And uh, I think so. How about you give me an example of an unrealized project and uh, the reason why it wasn't realized? Mm -hmm. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. So I think the the most recent uh, residency that I was planning for. Uh, quite a big project uh, that I was preparing for quite a long time. Uh, unfortunately, we were unsuccessful with uh, securing uh, funding from the Art Council for that project. Um, therefore, project didn't go ahead um, uh, and didn't happen. Uh, whether it was unsuccessful project, I wouldn't say so. It's got because a it didn't huge, happen. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's got a huge potential, mm -hmm. and perhaps one day it will happen. Um, I think there is no unsuccessful projects. I think you you if you're aiming to achieve something and then you don't achieve it in the end, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of learning on the way uh, that has happened that you can then draw uh, from and then use that uh, knowledge in the future. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, unsuccessful is kind of it's it's really negative. I'm I'm also I'm I'm an I'm. As prof, prof, as you may know, well, you know, professionally, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm involved in education, so I don't believe in unsuccessful things. Uh, all the things for me are successful. If people are just willing to produce something, then that means that they achieved something. If it wasn't some, if it, they didn't produce something that they planned for, then uh, they can, um, they can evaluate and they can learn and then they can. Uh, use those lessons in the future to just produce something that they wanted to produce. I don't know. Am I a bit romantic here? I don't know. No, it's fine. It's just uh, my editors at Contemporary Links are quite interested in the idea that everyone talks about their successes, yeah. but they never talk about the 
Um, the not su- the, the, what, the, the things that goes English? wrong. Yeah, exactly. So well, for for Strix, I can tell you for Strix that the things that aren't successful. So we are now open for six years without. Uh, so it can be seen as a success that we are still existing after six years without any additional funding. However. Well, I, how I look at it as well is uh, the other side of the medal and the things that we could potentially be doing if we had additional funding. So all the projects that have not happened because uh, of the lack of finances and therefore lack of our time because we have to, ha- have to be involved in other projects working for other people instead of pumping that energy into the things that we would like to do. That's that's an unsuccessful thing for us that we cannot develop. We have reached at the moment, we have reached a plateau because without uh, the money, uh, we're not going to be able to progress anymore. So that's an unsuccessful thing for us that we are kind of stuck at the moment. And how long can a person with a lot of energy and creativity be uh, uh, stuck in the limbo in one place so perhaps Strix will not be existent in a year or two and that will be also a failure personal to me because it is it is my baby and so that will be uh, that will be something that I would look at uh, as unsuccessful mm-hmm. so it's about how long you can work and give all of your energy yeah. but without sufficient payment for yeah. your energy yeah yeah and how to get it perhaps because we are involved professionally uh, otherwise as well in other projects and working with other people and companies then perhaps not having enough time to then work at Strix and uh, uh, that that makes it unsuccessful perhaps if we had the bravery of saying no we're gonna quit our jobs for a year and then uh, invest our time and perhaps not have uh, all the uh, comfortable things that um, a, a nine-to-five job can give you um, maybe then it would be more successful I don't know uh, I don't think I don't think I'll ever know because uh, I don't think I'll ever be able, I'm not in a position now uh, to to risk what I'm doing um, so yeah yeah there is a little bit of bitterness uh, in this situation but I think you are you 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 do what you can uh, best that you can, uh, and that's a success. Mm-hmm. There will there will always be unsuccessful things in all the successes. I think so. Talking about funding mm-hmm. and lack of funding yeah. and getting funding. Yeah, we had an experience with getting private sponsorship on board of your projects. And if you can give uh, give me any uh, yeah any tips for for our listeners and or for the readers. Mm-hmm. Um, about how to get this private sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get private sponsorships as such, uh, but we have on many occasions worked with uh, bigger companies and universities that uh, perhaps would use our space um, and then uh, with the money that uh, they have given us for using the space we were able to fund other projects. So. Uh, and again, establishing relationships not only with individuals but uh, companies that potentially have the funds to uh, uh, then give to you for the projects that you want in return for something that they want um, is so something what, that we. So, what kind of company could it be? Uh, well, we we work with universities uh, mainly, uh, but we also work with. Uh, photography and film companies that uh, may want to do a photo shoot of um, 
I don't know, a product that they uh, want to promote and they need a clean space that then they use and uh, it, it's basically a hire. Yeah, a space um, hire. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so that's another source of yeah, funding for yeah. you. And that works really well for, for us as well because um, we can uh, earn some money with a really low uh, input of our own energy and time into it. Uh, but then you you again to, to to gather those people that come to you you would have to then promote your space as space for hire uh, and you would have to use your own time initially uh, to market it uh, to get to those people that potentially would be would want to use your space uh, but yeah it's possible mm -hmm. it's possible and what do you think to do well you've recently been in this situation where you applied for funding to arts council you haven't you weren't successful mm -hmm. and you decided not to go ahead with the project mm -hmm. what would be your advice is it just do you think it's the best to um cancel the project mm -hmm. if you don't have funding postpone it mm -hmm. or go ahead anyway i think it, it depends on your situation we were in the past in a situation that we have applied for funding and we didn't get it and we still carried out the project and it was successful uh, but at this point point in my life in particular uh, and Anna's life and Strix's life uh, and the project itself um, the the size of the project the length of the project what 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 the what the project would involve uh, it was just not possible even if we wanted to run it uh, with with for free working for free it would just not be possible uh, to do it it involved too many other organizations it involved uh, artists that would have to travel um, so I think it depends on the project uh, and on your personal circumstances at the time I would recommend if if you think you can carry out the project with perhaps paying the artist or rewarding the artist in other way or perhaps uh, giving them additional skills or whatever they would need maybe uh, you could negotiate that with ind the individuals that you're working with um, perhaps it's worth sometimes to carry out those projects because the project that we haven't got funding for and then we carried out uh, we have applied for a follow-up of that project uh, a couple of years later and we were successful with getting the funding so um, it's I think it's a, a, a double-edged sword working for free because you um, obviously you are getting experience you are uh, getting your network expanded uh, but then on the other hand you you know everyone has to uh, have something to eat at the end of the day and pay the bills so I think you just really need to think about it and make a decision based on the circumstances that you are I don't think that there is uh, a strict no don't do it because artists shouldn't be working for free uh, which they shouldn't nobody should be working for free but uh, if you can gain something from it that you will be able to use perhaps it's worth considering definitely i think so too like dickens wasn't paid in advance before yeah. he wrote his books yeah. yeah so sometimes you need to put something in for free to, yeah, to get, in, yeah. get something out yeah yeah thanks carolina thank you very it was much very interesting but as the last question i i am quite intrigued by the artworks we have uh, oh, yeah. in the background could you tell me what they are and 
Yeah, so they are both of those paintings uh, working working with artists have certain benefits and if you like to collect artwork working with artists may allow you to purchase artwork on the um, mates rates <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which is uh, you know um, which is quite good for the artists because they can sell their work and it's quite good for people who buy them because they can purchase them a little bit cheaper to what uh, the artist would perhaps normally charge so both of those paintings I don't know whether you can see this one are painted by uh, artists that we either worked with at Strix uh, or who are my personal friends. Well, actually, both of them are my personal friends, but um, that one was painted by the artist that I also enjoy working with um, in 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 a professional. Uh, kind of scenario showing his work so he's called so you uh, showed his work at Strix yeah we shown his work at Strix twice uh, I actually Francesco Polazzi based in Italy a painter who I met uh, when I uh, first finished my university course and actually uh, no no uh, not, not to confuse anyone yeah Francesco I've met after having university finishing university course he started his MA um, at Margaret Street. Uh, I'm not entirely, I don't remember how we actually got and become quite good friends. Um, and Margaret Street is the School of Art, Art in Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, yeah, and so Francesco came from Italy to do his masters. Uh, I think some of my friends were perhaps studying at the same time and it again beca became a, 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 a circle of, uh, of friends that Francesco was part of. Um, he stayed in Birmingham for a few, few years. Uh, after f finishing his master's we have uh, shown him uh, in a solo show um, and that was I think in 2014. Uh, we have quite recently uh, shown him uh, again um, since 2014 to 2018 Francesco traveled around the world showing in different parts of the world I, I believe uh, uh, across Europe uh, and Australia as well um, so uh, gathering experiences um, and expanding his practice. Very, very passionate artist, uh, producing a lot of work and having a lot of love for what he's doing. Um, so that's why I really like working with him. It's never boring uh, and he's really committed to, to what he's doing and he's very committed to his practice and to his art. Uh, and it's his life and that kind of passion I really, really love in him. Um, uh, and so we have shown his work in March this year again at Strix. Uh, the practice progressed uh, a lot since uh, we shown him for the first time. Um, it has really unique style uh, still and that hasn't changed and um, quite a unique uh, philosophical outlook on life as well and that hasn't changed so uh, after the show I asked him if I would be able to buy one of his paintings which he's, he has kindly agreed to uh, to sell this one to me uh, and it's been since March put away 
because we were renovating or we still are renovating our house but I think this will be the space that it's going to live for for the near future um, this one is uh, painted by Raphael Jean uh, who's also uh, a um, painter based in Birmingham still uh, I met Raphael uh, after I finished university also uh, I'm not sure whether Rafa and uh, Francesco were doing their masters at the same time actually. Uh, Rafa and I shown uh, our work on the same in on the same exhibition and that's how we met at Old because Gallery. Because you are an artist as well. Yeah. Uh, not really practicing at the moment, uh, but uh, excited to go back to it uh, in the next year. Um, getting engaged with my practice again I think it's really important I think it's really 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 important uh, for for me not to only be I never aspired to be a gallery running person I never aspired to be a curator I always thought about myself as uh, a teacher or an artist I actually started studying art because I wanted to be a teacher so kind of my uh, my uh, relationship with uh, art and becoming an artist is quite different from what normally would happen to people. I think usual usual pathway to becoming an art teacher is I wanted to be an artist. Then and then you are an unsuccessful you, artist, yeah. so you become a teacher. Or you just you just for some reason can't practice can't practice. Uh -huh. uh, uh, so then you you want to share your uh, skills with others, and you becoming a teacher. For me, it was the other way around. I always wanted to be a teacher. I come from a teaching family. A lot of uh, people in my family are teachers. So uh, and I have a lot of love for working with other people and I always wanted to be a teacher and I studied in Poland to be to become an educator and um, and then I, I came to the UK with the thought of studying art to then becoming an art teacher and then instead of that I became an artist which is I think quite curious I never thought about it um, but yeah Rafał we've met during an exhibition he was showing his paintings i was showing a video uh, and then since then we we stayed in touch we stayed uh, friends we are friends until now and this particular painting he gave me for my birthday as a present a couple of years ago which was very kind oh, nice. i have another painting of rafa that i actually bought from him upstairs so uh yeah um it's really it's it's really great for me to be able to have little pieces uh, uh, of people that uh, remind me of, that I work with that remind me of the work that we've done together or, or the relationship that we that we that we have. Um, In fact, that's the idea for my other series of videos to visit uh, my my friends and not only friends' houses to look at the uh, private art collection. You probably have a lot of people to visit that have a lot of art at home because of your circle of friends, quite mm. a lot of creators. So it must be very, very interesting. And how they how they acquired those pieces of work as well. Yeah, every piece has got yeah. a bit of story yeah. behind it. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much again. Thank you very much for having yes. me. It's been a pleasure. We've done it. My first podcast.